1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, get 30, to get 20, 20, 20 get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms.
0: It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all, and therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at betterhelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month.
2: Before the new season of Jonathan Pierce and Terry Alderson, the football friendly, something you might have missed. Here's another chance to hear the episode with Keith Allen. And don't forget to flick through our back catalogue for episodes with Matt Upson, Paul Robinson, Ray Lewington, Pat Nevin, Laura Bassett, Graham
3: Lusso, Motty, and more. If you go back to the 1970s, right, the early 70s, Don Ward, who owns the comedy store and runs a comedy store in London, that first started, right, in the Sunset Strip, which was a, was a, a strip club that Don had. I'm coming to the point Jonathan bear with me. And uh, at that point they uh, they they started a new revolution of comedy. The reason that people like me are here and others because it was it was it was it was, it was called the alternative comedy. Scene. It's complete nonsense. But the pioneers were and you know the pioneers of the of the great days of the Ade Edmondsons and the and the Rick Males and these people you know Nigel Planners. you know these people and Dawn French yeah. and Saunders and of course, of course. You remember and of course the great Keith Allen, right? Yes. These people, yeah. You know that movie star Keith Allen the actor if you could get him on the on the on this podcast what would you what would you say to me if I could get someone like that on there a pioneer of comedy a, a great a great
4: actor what would you be saying to that Well I I would say you're a genius and I would if Keith Allen were to come on the show I would say goodness me Keith Allen why can't I be as devilishly handsome as you And what would Keith Allen say to that Probably say piss off fuck off Oh don't he- <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's Keith Allen. Uh, Good morning. Hello, Keithy. What a lovely introduction. How well, lovely. I've got best. to say before sorry, before we go any further, I hate
4: podcasts.
2: Oh. I absolutely <laughs> love them.
4: And that's the <laughs> other only and because... Football Friendly. Thanks for joining
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> ah, funny well enough,
4: until you two turned up.
2: Um, yeah, uh, I've always had a problem with them because it's it's it, it it seems to me that the idea is is to get people on there and chat in a very Casual, calm way, and uh, they're actually saying to the audience, "Oh God, look at me! I'm so relaxed, and I don't want to hear people attempting to be relaxed." You know what I mean? I like a bit of edge, as you know. And uh, maybe this one will uh, fulfil my remit. So let's have a go. <laughs> Yeah. You are talking really calmly as well. Terry, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. the Sunset Street. It was actually the Gargoyle Club. Oh, uh, was it the Gargoyle? Right, okay. Yes. And in fact, you had to go up in a little lift. You could only get five people in the lift at the most. I mean if there was a fire, I have no idea what they would have done. But there was a, you'd come out on the top floor and then you'd walk down into the kind of little stage area, down a stairs that was designed by Matisse.
3: Is that did so? you know that? Wow. No, I did not know that.
2: Yeah, yeah, It was a copper stairway designed by Matisse. It was beautiful. Don't know what happened to it, but yeah. Anyway, that was that back then. Indeed.
4: How could you Come ever on. be relaxed yeah. as a Fulham fan? How could you <laughs> ever be relaxed in life as a Fulham fan?
2: With what you've well, uh, over the years. Listen, John. What my dad used to say, he was Fulham. He used to say, "Listen, son, we're a good second division club, and occasionally we pop up into the first division. Just accept it." And uh, you know I did until Tigana came along, and then he gave us what he gave us. You know we became a Premiership club, that's, which that's is when, kind of weird.
3: That's when our fired came in as well, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Uh, oh my God! It was Mickey Adams. Yeah, he employed Mickey Adams, who took us out of the fourth division, I think, uh, and then the third, the old third, and then Tigana came in in the Championship, I think. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I bumped, I, don't know what... I bumped into Mickey. on Saturday at Wolves. He, he's working for the P- Premier League. He's now assessing referees. Now I like Mickey. I've, I've had a lot of time for him over the years. So, well, I tell like
2: you, I tell you something, John. Years ago, I, for some reason, with the great cement makers, Blue when Circle? they bought cement, I don't know, not Blue Circle. Oh. Yeah, but the guy who owns it. Anyway, cut a long story short. He lived in Chelsea, and he invited me round there and said, "Um, what do you think about this idea? I'm thinking of investing in a football club. I said, oh, which one? And he said, well, funnily enough, Brentford. And this was 15 years ago. Anyway, I managed to wangle it so that we had dinner around his house, me, him, and Mickey Adams. And it was in the pipeline that Mickey Adams was going to become a manager of Brentford, and he was going to invest a hell of a lot of money into it it never materialized but
4: look what happened yeah yeah Isn't that
2: weird
4: yeah yeah we had les strong on the podcast last week oh i love great Les. Character. yeah yeah he was telling some great stories about the marsh best uh um uh, bobby moore mullery days you know when they all came back oh to the club God. and everything that must have been great and fun peter story it. don't forget peter story peter the man story, who uh, brothel.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you did you ever did you ever get yeah. out
3: with uh george best and
2: all that no, never. No, no, no. It's, that's weird, actually. I'll tell you what happened. Because even until quite late in the Tigana years, I found it really difficult to go into the... what. I, it wasn't the George Cohen lounge then. But anyway, it was where the players came. And I was actually genuinely starstruck. Yeah,
3: yeah, I know. Um, exactly I was genuinely
2: starstruck. Yeah, yeah. Um, to stand next to players and became tongue-tied, you know, and didn't yeah. know what to say. It was like, oh, my <laughs> God. There's Chris Coleman. Oh, fuck, look, there's Captain Morgan. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then... I don't know what happened. I became really arrogant. I couldn't give a shit after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we got in the Premier League, I was just kind of rubbing shoulders with them, and it's like,
4: oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, a, man. It was, it, I've got a story about Chris Coleman. We were when he was a Wales manager, right? Because his nickname in the game was Cookie. I, you know, I don't know what the derogative was, but anyway, but it, that was his nickname Everyone knew him by that, right? And he knew himself by that. So he was the Wales manager. We were at the draw for the European Championships in 2016. We, well, it was the, it was just the Christmas beforehand, and uh, I. Had to do an interview with him for the BBC for Football Focus and uh, the, produ- the producer was a little bit pompous and um, I have said when's Cookie arriving <coughs> who? Cookie, oh my god you can't call him that you must call him Mr <coughs> Coleman going, what, are you, what are you doing, you can't call him that and I go, I've, got, I've always known him as Cookie no you must call him Mr Coleman Okay. so anyway we waited about 15 minutes and up he comes and I went uh, morning Mr Coleman and he's gone Pierce what are you doing here you fat fucking <laughs> and that really put the BBC <laughs> producer at ease <laughs> it's <laughs> Uh, do you know what that reminds me
3: of? That you saying that, right? Because you've you've said that word now. So I'm going to tell this story. I've, I'm 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 at Edinburgh, right? I'm at the Edinburgh Festival, right? We're we going in. And it's the first show of the of the of the festival. I've got my iPad on stage for all my cues, right? So um, but somehow I'm still connected to the internet. So that way I'm still connected to my phone, right? So this is the point where I've gone and i start starting doing this character Richie Ragano at the top. I go out. I go, "Good lady Jimmy How yeah, you doing? And all this stuff, right? And then. <laughs> and then my my ipad starts ringing right so obviously someone's calling but it comes up keith allen right and i'm thinking oh, i've just got to take this haven't i anyway i go hello keith how are you and he goes what 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 are you doing i went oh yeah oh yeah and he's obviously heard the giggling right and then he goes quiet and then Keith just goes you're on stage aren't you and i went yeah yeah mate. <laughs> And anyway, <laughs> it comes to Keith Allen show for about three minutes, and he and then he, he finishes by going, "Terry, yeah, I went, yeah, mate." He went, "You're such a," and <laughs> <c-." laughs> oh,
4: it's
3: a great big fucking laugh. I'm standing there thinking, God, it's the first show of the season." It's brilliant.
4: <clears throat> I, I was I was Keith. The first time I met you, I was terrified. We, um, you, you asked me to do some uh, voice work on a thing called, it's called the Crying Game. Was
2: it? it was, like it was so good, John. It was uh, so good. Yeah, you were brilliant. And in fact, you know, that was Phil Cornwall's first big break. He actually oh, says that oh, was enough. his big break because he, he improvised that Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hill speech. Do you yes, remember yeah, when he was on yeah. the mushroom tea? Brilliant. <laughs> but you were amazing, amazing. So you did the commentary for the games, didn't you?
4: I did, but I phoned Terry up. And I, I said, I'm doing some work with Keith. Keith and I know you know him. Uh, what's he like? And he went, he's Hold Keith. On. He's Keith. You hold be- on, <laughs> hold on,
3: hold on. I think you're embellishing something there. How long ago was this? Because I don't know if I even knew Keith at this point.
4: Oh, it, it bloody
2: hell! It, it, yeah, it I had think to be early nineties.
3: It wasn't me you were calling. Oh, the first I time I met Keith, well, how about this? I'm at the comedy store, right? I go on stage, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I do my bit, come off. I'm in the dressing room. Door flies open, right? This bloke <laughs> walks in. Uh, bloody what's his name? The old punk man. What was you? Were you with that night? With, with um. Do you remember, Keith? Who were you with? What's his name? We went on to do the establishment st- stuff with.
2: Oh, Victor Lewis.
3: No, not Victor. No. Um, oh, the old punk NME guy. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he walks in and then followed by Keith Allen, right? Yeah. He walks in and I'm like going, you know, look, my face is like, oh, shut <laughs> And he goes, he comes up to me and he goes, you, you. I went, yeah. He went, fuck me. And he grabs me like this, right, around the, around the ears, and he plants one right on my face, and he goes, now that's fucking comedy. And I went, right, great. And I was just like, I left the place, I could tell him this now, we're mates now, but I left the place, and I was just ringing everyone, going, you are not going to fucking believe what happened to me tonight. This is the most amazing thing. But now we're mates, so it's all
2: bullshit. But anyway... Anyway, John, what were you saying before you were so rudely interrupted? Oh, Oh, rudely
4: interrupted. It It was someone who who, who knew you, worked with you, and um, I'm interested about the stuff you'd done with Victor, by the way. But anyway, yeah, and he said, oh, no, he's terrifying. So uh, I I went in. He said, he's Keith, he's Keith, he's terrifying. I went in, I was terrified of you. But then I think we had a – did we have a few drinks in half through? Yes. Yes. And it was all all relaxed, really. And then I I think – was that before Shallow Grave – because I've, I've, I've always wanted to ask you two things, right? When we've, we've bumped into each other and loads of social things and at festivals and stuff like that. But I've always wanted to ask you a couple of things. One is about Johnny Haynes, what you thought of Johnny Haynes. Oh, my God. I thought he was a genius. And the second yeah. thing is, how did Shadow Grave come about?
2: Well, the first one, Johnny Haynes, my dad used to bang on about Johnny Haynes because he, he used to be a schoolboy with uh, Fulham and Chelsea, actually, my dad. Oh, wow. And, yeah, he was around at that time. He always used to bang on about Johnny Haynes and Leggett. Uh, great footballer called uh, Leggett. I can't remember his first name. Um, but he would, uh, he, he would point out Johnny Haynes. And I remember in the old days, this is back in the 60s, at Claven Cottage at the Bishop's Park End, and, in fact, the corner where the cottage is, there was a dip, like a bowl. It was, you know, it, it was a dip. And I saw Johnny Haynes flick the ball with the inside of his right foot around their kind of uh, wing back. And he used the edge of the ball to make the ball spin back when he went round the other way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's he knew how to do it. And I saw him do it. He was, oh, man, talk about, you know, great footballers have time. Johnny Haynes always had time. He looked so casual. It's just... It's masterful. Yeah, brilliant. Amazing. And what was the second question? Shallow Shadow, Grave. Right,
4: Shallow Grave, yeah.
2: Yeah, they just... Uh, I can't remember how it happened. It was with the writer. I went to meet Danny Boyle and the producer. Shit, I can't remember the producer's name. It sounds awful. And I, But I met with them, and um, they just did a sequence where they... I can't remember what they did. They said, how would you look if you just wanted to look very calm, relaxed, and in control. And I just did a face and went like that. And they said, yeah, that'll do. And I got the (laughs) gig. That was it. We we were talking before we went on air, weren't we, Terry, about how much work Keith
4: has done. It's
3: ridiculous, man. I I know a lot of what you've done, but when you actually, obviously, because we obviously, even I know you and your mate, I still look everybody up and have a good nose. Oh, my God i didn't realize how much you have done
2: yeah but i've done so much shit as well terry i mean i'm not embarrassed about doing crap you know i'm not at all
3: no no let me tell you foot, foot, foot foot, foot, foot soldier films are
2: very very good mate oh man that made me laugh (laughs) <laughs> you were in it
3: with some Love Island kid, weren't you? He's very pretty. Oh, that boy who played football. I've with him. I've got
2: no idea. Yeah, but I was in it with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was in it with Vinnie Jones. I mean, I love them. They were great. You've just got to take your hat off to them. You know, uh, what, Terry I mean, Turbo. Going, you, 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 you know, totally. there's all these fuckers, right? They got fucking BAFTAs and all that shit. I've been up for two myself. You know what I mean? And they still take the piss out of me. <laughs>
3: yeah, like... the, half of them just. I know some of them from when I used to live. You know, they are just. Punters aren't they that've just gone and put this film together so it's kind of a hat, hat off to them.
2: Kate, no, but the work ethic is is amazing and what they've managed to do. Yes, it, it is, is. It's quite is, incredible to be it, honest with
3: you. It is. And Craig's been in all of them I think, hasn't
2: he? Oh, I love Craig. He's yeah. great. He's a big boy. He's so Craig? great. Craig fairbrass yeah, he's Craig, such a lovely fellow. A guy who went totally under the radar and it was actually his energy that um that got it all going was a guy called Tony Allen. Um,
4: oh, yeah, Tony And
2: he used Allen. to do, yeah, he used to do uh, a lot of street theatre, and he, he was always a regular speaker at, um, uh, speaker The Godfather of in Comedy. Hyde Park. Yeah, I think so. And he's gone right under the radar, and people kind of ignore him, but I can tell you, without Tony Allen's energy at the yeah. time, a lot of what happened wouldn't have happened, so mm-hmm. he, he deserves the respect. But anyway, we were squatting in uh, just off Harrow Road, and he was about five doors down from me, and he came and he said, "If hey, you've seen this, it's fucking brilliant!" So I called the comedy store. I did it last week, the first one with a fella called Alexis Al. He's funny. Um, Why don't you come down and have a go? And so the second week, I went down, and uh, yeah, it was great. Like, it's full of energy. It was brilliant.
3: It was an interesting time, just to, to let people know. Uh, there was a really good thing there were the isms, right? So you weren't homophobic, you weren't racist, and all that. That was kind of the ruling, right? It, it wasn't a rule, but people didn't mm-hmm. do it. But at the same time, where now that still stands as comics. But we now live in a world where you can't say that. Well, you can't say. But actually, mm. in an ironic way, you did say what you said. And I remember him telling me some of the the, the, the subjects that you tackled. He said like, you'd be standing there going, Keith would just go straight into it. You know, it'd be a taboo subject that was. Going going, oh, no, let's not talk about that. Let's put it under the mat. And he said, and Keith Allen would come out and he'd have gags galore on it.
2: Well, kind of. I mean, I don't remember any of it. I was so off my fucking tits anyway. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> happy days. Um, I do remember going on a programme that uh, I think the great Tony Wilson hosted oh, uh, uh, up on yeah. Granada. And it was at a time when... um You know, a lot of... You have to remember, you've got to put this into context, right? Which is that comedy was so far removed from, uh, you know, what you would call youth culture. It didn't exist. There Mm. There was comedy that existed in men's clubs, um that if you were a punk or, or you know of the punk ethos at that time you never went near a working men's club i mean it was it was just so removed from your cultural map so comedy didn't it did, this didn't exist nobody ever went to see a comedian if you were under the age of 20 20 you know you 25 you just didn't it didn't exist um so, anyway, that, that, when it started to take off and these new comedy circuits, you know, jonglers and these places came into existence, there was a recognisable threat because people like you said, Paul Jackson, were putting, you know, stuff on TV, mm. the young ones, okay. and uh, it, it became known as alternative comedy, you know, um, kind of spearheaded by that cunt, um, Ben Elton. I fucking loath. Um <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I've just chatting. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, God, hang on a minute. Oh. Um, yeah, so anyway, I was invited by Tony to come up to, and have a discussion with uh, a lot of what we call Northern Working Men's comics, you know. And one of them was Jim Bowen, and he was going, you know, oh, Tony, it's not funny, it's just not funny. You know, you've you got to be funny, blah de blah blah And I pointed out to him, yeah, but the problem is... I could tell exactly the same joke as you about a black man or a lesbian or an Irish person. And because of my context, which you would you would recognize as soon as I came on stage, you would not for one minute think I was either racist or homophobic. Mm. Whereas with you, people would be a bit undecided. Mm, to be honest, mm, mm, and you know that was kind of uh, my feeling about it
3: all. Yeah, basically. and the other thing as well, because because what we were called the alternative comedy, you know, the alternative to being funny, as they were always saying, was the fact exactly what you were saying. It's more we—I well, say we—but you know, it's thought out. It's thought out in a way of not just going up there and going, "Oh, I heard a joke about," as, as you say, like you know, someone of color or black person walks into a pub. It was, they were just re- reciting jokes that they thought were funny, whereas we will think about what we're saying. We well, there
2: was think that. About, yeah. You know, we, yeah, and also don't run, don't run. Listen, let's not run away with the idea that there was a generation of, of uh, performers and, 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 and comics, you know, who were truly surreal. And um, mm. I think came out of post-war Britain. And I think they were, you know, you have to remember that Thompson all the great and sitcom like and writing. All the great sitcom writing, right, in the 60s and early 70s were mostly written by people who came out of the army, about who came out of conscription. Yeah, yeah, true. And there was a kind of humour that was generated and, and there was room for a kind of... Out there surrealism, mm. you know, exemplified by Max Ball and people yeah. like him, yeah, you know, yeah, who correct. were truly well. astonishing. You yeah. know, I mean, and, but, genuinely but look, amazing.
3: I started saying like Bobby Thompson and people like that that people don't really know that well, you know. Yeah, exactly. Great, great comics, great, great comics. Yeah. We've got to take a break. We've got to take a break, oh, okay. Jonathan. You can't have All any right. questions. All got right. to take
1: a break. JP and T, the football friendly. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless, able to get 30 30 to get 30 able to get 20 20 20 to get 20 20 to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. New activation and upfront payment for 3 month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? Sold! Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms.
0: It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all, and therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at betterhelp.com pause for 10% off your first month.
1: It's that time of year for studying, researching, and lots and lots of writing. But you don't have to do it on your own. Grammarly is a free AI-powered writing tool that helps you from start to finish. From brainstorming an outline to polishing your essay, you can submit every assignment with confidence. Download and start using it today. It's essential for students. Go to grammarly.com students to download for free and learn more. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot S-T-U-D-E-N-T-S.
4: Welcome back JP and T the Football Friendly and our guest is Keith Allen, the wonderful Keith Allen. And I've got a funny feeling, you know, I was saying when I first met Keith, I used to I used to go and see the Clash if I could. I'm a big Clash oh. fan. Mm. Did you would you would you have ever did I see you on stage with the Clash?
2: Ever. Um not with the Clash. Not on stage. Oh yeah, once I opened for them um in Bristol.
4: Yeah, I think I saw uh, you.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was the combat rock tour.
4: Yeah.
2: And, uh... We put on uh, Pete Singh and the Screaming Pakistanis as a support act and the, ski- and the singing vicar. <laughs> it was pretty
4: see,
3: those were the days, man. Do you know, this is the thing I say now as a comedian, right, and I see a lot of these young comics, where are the punks, man? This is, I walk around going, where are the punks? You know, like, exactly. people go, oh, you're a bit weird, Terry, you're a bit out there. No, I'm not, I'm just expressing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, come on, what, the singing, what, the singing Pakistanis and the what?
2: It's Pete Singh and the screaming
4: Pakistanis. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's, that's, back, that's, yeah, it wrong, man. that's my, what it's about. My, come I, on. I, I've got right, I've got I've got three kids. You 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 both met them all right and um they don't listen to this by the way but and no. uh, but I said to them Keith's coming on, and uh, they'll love this. They'll be listening to this. That they met, <laughs> they met Keith at the, at the Latitude Festival. That's funny. Before the break, you were talking about accessibility to, to comedy. There still really <clears throat> isn't. If you're under eighteen, you can't. You. But that's one of the reasons I took them to the Latitude Music Festival every year because they can mm. see comedy there. And mm. then we, we bumped into Keith Terry. We, we um I was with my daughter, and uh, we were down at the kids section. Right, she was only tiny. I and, was there. And, I uh, was there with and he, you. He, he's come along on a bicycle. And I and I went, oh Keith, and he, he stopped, pretended to recognise me, but he didn't. And then he, he's gone, oh yeah, Pierce, yeah blah, blah, blah. and he told me you were there. But my daughter's fixated on Keith Allen's face; right, she can't take her eyes off Keith Allen's face. And then we met <laughs> later on uh, in, in that big tented area before you moved to the establishment mm. club in the, up in the woods. And um, again. They're fixated with your face. And I remember, Keith, you turning around to me and saying, what's the matter with your kids? But you were Sheriff of Nottingham at the time. Uh, you had the gold tooth, didn't you? That had poison. Yes. the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yes. And they wanted to see the tooth. Yeah. Oh,
2: right.
3: It's it all
4: make-believe,
3: man. It's all make It's not real. It's not real. i tell you what you're saying about that, people who go to festivals and go to Latitude and the comedy tents and all that. I don't do. I don't do the comedy tents and stuff. It's not really my thing. But... When Keith uh, said to me, come, on, come, come, and do the, come and do Latitude for me. And I was like, oh, I no, don't do it. And anyway, turn up. And then that's, you see, the, you find those little gems at these yeah. festivals. You see, if anyone goes to Latitude next time, and if Keith's there, I know he hasn't been there for a couple of
2: years, but you've got no, to No, we're find, doing it this year. Well, oh, kids, wow. you've
3: got to find this tent, right? Because if you want to be out there and you want to be punk, and you want to see some phenomenal bands, not this mainstream stuff you're watching... Who, who was Keith? Who was the, the guy who came on? Uh, he was like an Australian. He played like a devil guitar, and he, the, 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 the girl was on the drum. Was
2: oh yeah, wow. hat, hat, hat fits Cara.
3: Oh my god,
2: they're uh, brilliant,
3: aren't they? Keith, got to be. You've got to come watch this. Got to come watch this. And the energy, Keith. innit? it. I mean, the energy. Yeah. It, it's it, it's the most unbelievable thing for thirty minutes. of these. And then Keith didn't let the guy go. He going, no, no, don't stop. Just give us some of your devil guitar. And he's unbelievable, (laughs) this kid,
4: isn't he? (laughs) Great player. Unbelievable. It's in the same place, Keith, as you go down to the festival on the left.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing it. But it's the first time back in three years. Oh, people have got to go. It's late. It's late night,
4: isn't it? It's always late night. Yeah, yeah.
2: We've got some great acts on this year as well. Really good. Oh, I'm not on. There's a guy called called Ren. You've got to see him.
4: We'll come. Incredible. We'll come. The trouble is by the time I get to you, especially if it's like the Saturday night or even the Sunday night, it's like the last thing we do in the festival is come and see you. I'm mm. I'm um I've had three days on it and um I'm I don't really know what planet I'm on to be honest. Well but, John, how do you think I feel? <laughs> I don't, I just don't, I get
3: there, and usually I come and do the Sundays, and Keith, Keith, like, if I was, if it was me, I'd be just probably in my trailer going, just do the show. But he's banging around still, yeah, bobbing really. around, he's on the, where's Keith, where's Keith? Do you know the one thing that Keith loves to do, everybody, right? This is what he loves, to do. he goes, yeah, you'll be on, you'll be on half ten, you'll be on half ten, and you going all right, and he go, where's Keith, and he'd be, he might be on the drums now, on the band, just join the band with the drums, and he'll be on the keyboard, and he go, where's Keith, and he goes, oh, you're on half ten, right? And it'd be like, you know, I'm not kidding you, Jonathan, it'd be like 9.30, and he'd go, this guy that's coming on next, funny, funny, oh, and I'm thinking, not, he's not, he's not. Ladies and gentlemen, Terry Alderton, and you're like, what the, and he just goes, yeah, I like to keep you on your toes, you see, you're like, and you're going, whoa, whoa, and it's good, though, because you're in a panic, so the, the audience, get, you panicked, you're going, oh, all right,
4: it's, it's, it's a fucker for that. Oh, i just say, you know, we talk about Max Wall earlier on. Yeah. Actually, there's a little bit of Max Wall in Terry, isn't there? In some, yes. Yeah. He, yeah. He, there's a little bit. and People should go and see. I keep saying every week I say it in a podcast, Keith, people should go and see Terry. But there, there's a bit of Max Wall in, the, in there, isn't there? He's got a great yeah. gag, man.
3: There's yeah. going to be a lot of people in Bristol tonight. How do you know? Because they bloody live there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> beautiful that's it's a huge, very good it. impression <laughs> uh,
3: he was beautiful wasn't he because he was an oh. actor wasn't he he was he was an actor oh he's brilliant he was he an was, actor was i mean he probably don't realize that and then he the eccentric dance and the i mean and the boots and that is so vaudeville and it's funny we were talking about alternative comedy when really in the vaudeville world and the oh, musical it was already going on it was absolutely it, it got uh, comedy got hijacked in a in a in a mother in law world didn't it but it, you know it was brilliant i remember
2: i was I'm, I was doing a film somewhere up north, and uh, it was in a stately home. Anyway, the the green room that we were using, um, the green room, folks, is not a room painted green. It's where actors go and uh, change into their clothes and relax. Anyway, I noticed all these posters, and they were um, musical and vaudeville posters, right? And what, what I noticed, it was such a brilliant kind of ism, was the axe, whatever they were called, you know? It was. Uh, they always had a kind of strap line which they used to put on the posters, and you'd have something like, you know, uh, John and Terry they don't kiss their mum <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Mickey and Long John Pete they won't do the washing up, but here they are.
4: <laughs> I mean,
2: that was kind of par for the course, and it's it's kind of surreal and weird, but people accepted it, you know. And you're quite right. It did exist long before this yeah. supposed... Yeah. Well, it was, like,
3: it was like it was like with like Tony Hancock and all that. when I mean, they do to do the windmill Theatre at lunchtimes, and you get fuzzy yeah, people coming in to watch the strippers and the and the comics. And wasn't just, that amazing? They were doing out outrageous stuff. Well, I mean, it's kind yeah. of come back a little bit. Sometimes it's a bit of comedy with a bit of burlesque, and like you do when we we the establishment gigs for with Keith and. Uh, Victor um, tried tried to well we did successfully start doing that kind of thing again. It was brilliant these like mad cabaret shows with Dickie Bow and what have you. And and by the way, Victor Lewis Smith. By the way, Jonathan, right? Yeah. You 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 want to see that man play the piano?
4: Oh yeah. my god! Well, you won't. He's dead. But you know, he was a mad sort of genius, wasn't he? An unbelievable TV person. I thought. No, you, brilliant. You, you you worked you worked with him, didn't you? Quite often. You've worked with some great people, haven't you? Um, over the years, I'll tell you what, when we're talking about, um, you know, funny people, a lot of footballers, you know, are funny people. We mentioned Les Strong beforehand. I, I was lucky enough to work with Bobby Moore, as you know, and Bobby had a wicked sense of humour, and a lot of them do, you know. The people look at footballers and go, oh, they're just footballers, they, you know, they haven't got brains and everything like that. That's totally wrong, and, and um, of course, a lot of them are really fu- quite funny people, very very good sense of humour. Yeah, Gailey's funny. Gailey's a funny boy. You know, they're, they're another Fulham connection.
3: Yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony's good fun. He's a, he's he's funny. He's got a, he's got a, a good wit about
4: him. And and you must be smiling now as a Fulham fan because mm. things are going brilliantly. It's unbelievable. Above Chelsea, above Liverpool.
2: I think for me, the best result so far this season was that nil nil with Chelsea the other mm. night. You know, it was uh, we went out there and we were competitive. We weren't scared. We played on the front foot, and you know, and I was so so pleased. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm not idiotic, you know I think we are on a a very good run do we want European football? I was thinking about this, in fact I was talking to Roy Hodgson funnily enough, I went to the Fulham Tottenham game uh, on the Monday where we narrowly lost 1-0 and uh, we were talking about that European run, you know and I think the difference now is back then it, it, it didn't affect your season quite so much because you know you had play- teams like Leicester Wolves Portsmouth do you know what I mean I used to look at those and think well that's three points in the bag anyway whereas now you've got so many clubs compressed outside of that top six that six points suddenly means you're you know what I mean you're either out of danger or you drop six points and you're in danger and I think that a European run would be it's, uh, it's unnecessary for us you know we want to uh, you know establish ourselves as a Premier League club again so in a way I'd rather we didn't get the Europa League to be honest yeah
4: Yeah, I I think the, the one thing about the or one of the things about European football as well People get so whipped about it that the fans get so whipped up about it. Therefore, you've almost you almost have to have a good start in the European thing at the start of the season, and that can affect your first six Premier League games. You start first. Oh, listen! Premier look
2: League what look Premier what League. happened to West Ham. Yeah,
4: you know. Yeah. I mean, it's.
2: Uh, I don't want that to happen to us. Yeah, that's exactly so what. So I'd not be very about. happy with a top ten finish. I'd be very happy, even twelfth would do me. You know, but it is interesting. But now, sorry, go on.
4: No, go on. No, you finish. Go on. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's
2: interesting that now, like I say, two, two or three games, you don't win or you just manage to snatch one draw, you're suddenly just, you know, fifth from bottom and it gets worried. So it's incredibly competitive.
3: I think you're right now that you're 32 to, to 18. What I keep forgetting as well is, you know, uh, we were talking about Christmas, you know, if you're bottom at Christmas and all that. Actually, we're, we're, we're just past Christmas now, aren't we? I think really because of the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah. Uh, so so it's still a lot of time to play. There's still half the season to go, believe it or not. Oh, listen, but, we get
2: three more wins out I of what's be... left. Three more wins and we're fine. I think you in know.
3: Southampton well, and Bournemouth are the ones that are going to be struggling. I think Jones is not going to pull that around. Not at all.
4: That was no, a weird interview. I, Here is interview after that game. Yeah, I did.
3: Yeah, and did you I see did. the boys in the studio after as well? What they were saying about? No, <laughs> it's
4: that's, not all about you, no. mate. That is bizarre. You can't. I mean, he's thrown yeah. everyone under the bus apart from himself. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's yeah.
3: All, all about. Well, that's you. what Scott
2: Parker did, didn't
4: he? <laughs> he did at the start of the season at Bournemouth. Yeah, which was strange. I like Scott. I'm a big admirer of Scott, and uh, that was that was all a bit strange. It was strange the way it ended at Fulham with him. Well, strange days at Fulham. Keith, you've
2: well, had a few of them. To be honest, I was glad to see the back of him, John. No, No disrespect, but um, I hated the way he got us to play. I couldn't bear it. And it was, you know, week by week, it was a we'll go away, we'll learn,
4: we'll come back stronger. Yeah. No, oh, Mate, um, yeah. no, I be was nice. glad to see him come. That's the coaching mantra, isn't it? That is the coaching mantra. Yeah, you know? yeah we'll yeah. go away and learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what are you learning?
3: Yeah, At uh, 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 two million pounds a week.
4: <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. And the yeah. group oh the group will go again. Yeah the group. The, yeah. No, they don't say the team, yeah. but they always square it's the group and they'll go again. It is, yeah. it is strange. And never mind all that huddling before the kickoff. Just start practicing free kicks. I'd cuddling
2: <laughs> each other before the game. What are we doing?
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you another thing that when you know the um, Manchester United Crystal Palace hubbub the other day, and I thought mm. I thought he was a bit unlucky to get sent off Casemiro. Back. So did I. I think that was ridiculous. But yeah. but but um, people go oh they're going to fight. There's no place in the game for, for scrubbing around like that and all that. I love <laughs> those proper old school days. Yeah, players go at each other.
2: Absolutely, I'm with you on that one, John. Do
4: you still get a buzz out of football? Do you, you, you're so busy. Can you go often at Craven Cottage?
2: No, I, I don't, because I'm, I'm miles away. I live in Stroud, you know. Oh, right. So it's uh you know, it's a, it's a. No, I'm not. I've never been a kind of fan who travels all day and then comes back home. No, not at all. Um, it, you,
3: it takes it takes about a day to get up his hill out of his out of his wood, wood yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a phenomenal house there. He lives
2: in the most. Jewish, the most don't English say that. Place. You get the thieves around this No,
3: it. no, they won't, because they'll never find you. That's why I can say <laughs> you won't find him. And he's like well tucked away. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh well, just quickly talking to football um it's nice to see that Sean Dice is back with his mate and then go out and kick some bounces in
2: don't you think Uh I like Sean Dice that was so the right move It, it um, is, and
3: Duncan's going to be happy because they love it they love a little team up those two don't they going he's gone, Duncan. Well, no, oh, he's
2: green now he'll oh, he's he's come,
3: come back for a punch up don't worry about that
2: no, he's at Forest Green Rovers, and yes. he's been in charge for two games and lost them both. Yeah. So I, I sent my mate, who's a big FGR fan, uh, how long before we read the headlines, Duncan's Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> have you
3: been up to Forest Green, have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's a, a that's only time. a spit from you, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you like the, a vegan I think-
3: it's, uh, it is interesting because we were talking the other week because uh, Sean Dyche turned up at a Leicester game and we were like, Ooh, what's going on there? But I think Everton getting Sean Dyche, it's cliché, but I think he's the man who will, who could do this.
2: Jonathan Oh, Pearce. no, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt, he'll do it. Yeah. And in fact, I put money, I'd put money on Everton to beat Liverpool in the derby. In fact, I'm going to. Are you? Well,
4: that'd be a good Actually,
2: i put money on Sheffield United beating Liverpool. Although they're not in the same league, I know that.
4: <laughs> well, I'm going up. I'm going, to Sheffield, I'm going to Sheffield tomorrow for the cup replay against Wrexham, which you'll about you'll see about two minutes of it. But um, I, I enjoy Bramall Lane's. I, I know it's got new stands and everything, but it's still old fashioned. That's what I love about Craven Cottage, you know, because yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, the, the newsstand, which is spectacular in what it's going, it to is play, amazing, but, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, and and both ends, you know, aren't. Uh, you know, relatively, if you if if you're a bit older like we are, then they are new ends. But it's still in the corner. Whatever they do with the stadium, yeah. there'll still be yeah. the special yeah. cottage in the corner. I can't get rid of it. Name uh, name an-
3: right. name another team with a house in the corner. You can get this, John. Uh, Brentford. No, no,
4: no, no. No, Everton have got a church. Have no, It's an
3: actual. Uh, it's it's an old Goff Cooper house in the in the corner of the ground. It's it's mad. It's know. not far from where you grew up, Jonathan. It's not far from where Keith lives now, just down the road, a little bit south from you, Keith. Maybe a couple uh, of hours. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. I don't say anything. Is it uh, Yeovil? Oh, Exeter? You're
3: near, you're near. one uh, one more team. There's only Plymouth. two more. Yes,
2: Plymouth. Yeah, all... they
3: got a house in the
2: corner. Oh, I didn't know that.
3: Like an old 70s house. It's random. But it, they've got a house.
2: All right, look, hang on. Let me just ask you something, Jonathan. What, yeah. What's wrong at
4: Liverpool? I think, I think the manager and certain key players have been there too long together. Um, I think there needs to be they've there's significant players in the squad have aged together you can see that legs are going but that doesn't mean you can't play a player who's who, who's reached I mean look at what Mullery did when he came back to Fulham and Bobby Moore. Yeah. if you've got youngsters around him who can do the running you can still have that but they haven't got the mix right the youngsters are too young well that was
2: yeah like Carvalho who they got and Elliot both of them came from Fulham yeah um, um. But they're just not ready for it, are they?
4: No, they're not. They, so the youngsters are too young, and the older ones are getting too old. You know, and, and they've been there, I think, as a group too long. And it's it's gone, it's gone, oh, it's peaked and gone a little bit. So they need to rejuvenate it. But you know, what money is there? What if in the summer he goes to the board of the owners and uh, and says, you know, I want we, we need this and to, to revitalize that squad and get them back to winning Champions League trophies? They've got to spend two hundred million, I think. And if the owners, oh, say, at least yeah, you're not getting anything like that. What does he do? Mm. What does he do? But
2: then, but, but, you know, I mean, Krop is an intelligent man. I mean, just down the road, you know, he looks at Guardiola and what they've done uh, and they've always planned, planned for the future. I mean, it just seems to me like they've just arrived at this point um, uh, and there's no kind of forward planning in place. Which is mad? A club of that size.
4: Yeah, and there are players who aren't doing it for him either, Keith. You know, I thought I thought Salah was very poor at Wolves. Really, didn't have that yeah. old energy. Didn't seem to be put, you know putting in a great shift. There were others about the place. Robertson's not had a great season, and he's admitted it. You know, he's he's yeah. come out and fronted up and said we we haven't played we haven't played well enough, which is good, I think. And um, but do they miss Sane that much? Uh, um. um, um Marnay, Marne. Mane, Mane, I think Mane they, Sorry, yeah, that's Mane, what I meant, yeah. Sorry. I, I think they miss Mane a lot. I think uh, mm. if, if you're asking me, they sold the wrong one in the summer. But uh, he went and, and Salah stayed. From what we've seen of Salah this season, but they mm. haven't. I don't know. They're all around the pitch. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look a good fit, and the mood no. thought was poor. And you can't see them finishing anywhere near the top four and you look at the table and you think if Brighton win their game in hand they're three minutes off a Champions League position Fulham are right up there chasing Europe as you were saying whether whether you know it'd be good for the club or not it's um it's it's a bit of a sea change this year so uh I it continues look at Brentford I know that'll be a bit of a sore point for a Fulham fan but look at Brentford what what he's He's done
2: you know when people were talking about um you know, let's get Southgate out and uh, get somebody else in. I thought the best person for the England job is that guy. Tom, is it Thomas Frank? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah! What a brilliant manager. That's a very good shout. That I mean, I think he's brilliant. I think he'd be a great England manager. I really just, do.
3: Just on the, on that, let me just ask um, ask you uh, uh, when you did because uh, we can't we before we finish the show, we got to talk about Fat Les and uh, and the very successful football song, which is hard to get. And the other thing is, I don't know if everybody knows this, that f- famous football song, which is sung by Keith Allen, who is a Welshman.
2: Yes, quite. And your point is? The
3: point is, how comes you did an England song? Uh, Because my dad,
2: I'm half. But Ah, right? You grew up in when it comes to. Yeah, when it comes to anything, I will always support Wales first. Um, But you know, that's not to say that I've forgotten my other half, which is the English bit. And also, Wales weren't in any competitions for years, so uh, yeah, it seemed the obvious thing to do. How did it come around, Vindaloo? but we we just got so actually we just got so pissed off with Three Lions we hated it (laughs) Um, which is I'm not knocking it as a song by the way it's uh, you know and and he's done it very well but we just we were just pissed in the pub and said fuck that come on let's do an alternative (laughs) And I don't think anyone had ever done an alternative or even thought about doing an alternative. No, no, really... So we literally knocked it up in one night with uh, Guy Pratt, who's the bass player with Pink Floyd. Yeah,
3: yeah lovely guy Pratt. And
2: yeah. uh, convinced them that um, me and me mum and my dad and my gran were off to Waterloo. Me and my mum and my dad and my grand, a bucket of Vindaloo. The like, bucket of Vindaloo? What are you talking about? I said, no, 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 no it'll work. That'll be the chorus. And uh, they very nearly talked me out of it, but no. And of course, that's uh, that's the winner.
4: (laughs) Uh, It was a winner. I still sing that, by the way. When we're abroad doing World Cups, we go out. When we were in the Red 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 Lion in Qatar, in the the high (laughs) points in that pub, right? You couldn't get. we, We found this pub. And the Red Lion and to get them all singing Vindaloo, it was it was brilliant. but I'll tell you what, we got we got Brazilian fans in there, right? Brazilian fans, Argentine fans, and they're all singing they're all up on tables singing Vindaloo. Someone's got a video of it. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it it
2: is it, it has permeated uh, um, British culture. I mean from all points of the cultural compass. And I remember being up in Scotland and loads of jocks, this is years ago, singing, I and blue, I am blue, which was truly wonderful. But I'll tell you a great story. In, in 98, down in Marseille, I was down there. I don't know if you remember, but all the press were full of, you know, English hooligans, yobs, you know, people are hiding their daughters, they're locking them up, there's, they're all drunk on the streets, et cetera, et cetera. And even Jimmy Greaves actually wrote a piece in The Sun saying that the reason why that's yob culture is like this is because they're all out there singing Vindaloo. I thought, hang, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I am down here in Marseille, like supposedly in the middle of a war zone. And actually, at midnight, after, I think it was the Moroccan game, I'm not sure, I think, um, I'm in a square somewhere in Marseille, stood on a table, the table being held by three gendarmes, right, so that I don't fall off, and I'm leading 250 English fans with French fellas and gendarmes singing Vindaloo. Brilliant. How about that?
3: That's brilliant, and that's
2: true. That's absolutely that's true. fantastic. Like you say, John, it, it is a great song that everybody can actually embrace and you yeah, know, have fun
3: with. It is. So. It's phenomenal. It is. It's great. Well, Keith, it's been a it's been a pleasure. Am I
4: right, Jonathan? Unbelievable. Yeah, very it's good. Such a pleasure <laughs> to have you on. It really is. And <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see you. At, I'll see you at Latitude. I'll definitely. Yeah. Everyone you certainly should go. will. Everyone should go. Yeah, you'll
2: see Terry. Yeah, listen. I've got to push it. There's a kid called Ren. R E N. Google him. He's incredible. He's playing in our tent. Okay.
4: Music. Yeah. Music. 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 Oh, people, as you're going down to the festival, you go through security and it's 60 yards down on the left-hand side. Mm. I forgot what they call it. It's It's called the alcove. The alcove. Yeah. The alcove, yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah and you'll, you'll see Keith there and you'll see it's Terry brilliant. there and it, if, you it, look it's in, brilliant. if you look in the back of the tent and see some disheveled sort of tramp-like character <laughs> sitting on the floor that might be you that, Jonathan that might be me yeah, that might be you <laughs> but, uh, it is. will be <laughs>
3: right, that's, brilliant. that's brilliant well Keith Allen thanks for coming on the show Football Friendly don't forget folks you can get us at JPNT the Football Friendly uh, on Twitter we're on 89 now come on oh, yeah, yeah smashing it building we're doing building. well and thanks ever so much for following us tell your friends and all that it's, it's great that this is growing and we're in the bowl. so uh on that note once again thanks keith
2: pleasure guys thank you very much thanks,
4: keith.
1: if you're serious about podcasting Acast is serious about getting you paid
3: with millions of dollars paid to our podcasters we're the best in the business in helping you make money from your craft on your terms from ads and sponsorship by the world's biggest brands to getting paid directly by listeners through Acast Plus with subscriptions and one-time purchases. Acast offers more ways to earn revenue than any other platform. Join Acast with a three-month trial of our paid plan using the code JOIN. Just visit go.acast.com join.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.